Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Pool Box Pals. I am one of your pals. My name is Monk, and with me is my buddy, and also my pal. Oh, <laughs> with a preemptive beer crack. Uh, that is my good buddy Mark over there. How you doing, man? Doing well, man. Just cracked open a ten barrel brewing pub beer. That's my ten uh, barrel bullin' pub beer. My no, ten friends. ten barrel brewing. Ten barrel brewing. Wow. Pub beer. Pub beer. My goodness, yeah. look at you and your diversity and well, beers. it's my it's my uh, camping and uh, bowling beer. Oh man, you are a bowler. I think this is something that we probably don't talk about. Uh, also, I mean, on the podcast and also off the podcast, but you go bowling once a week. Isn't that correct? Yeah, sometimes twice. Twice. Yeah. My goodness. It's uh, a family thing, but it's always been like uh, like a pastime, like hobby of mine, like all growing up. Um, I used to go to when I lived when I still live in Idaho, I went to uh, to Bulldog Lanes all the time with my mom and my brother. And you oh, still had to, to Bulldog's Lane. Well, it's gone now. Oh, damn. Yeah. I'm sorry um, to bring up. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that one's gone, but you still, it was still like, you know, had the, the magnifying projector that put it up onto a screen above you and you had to do everything by hand. So it didn't like count it for you. Am I that old that you don't remember that? No, You're... I remember that, but I've never yeah. done it. I, yeah. I, I listen, I, I'm not going out. You're not a bowler. I <laughs> know uh, I am. I was uh, on a bowling league in high school and we won. Uh, I had some bowling trophies. I had my own bowling uh, ball as a kid, too. What? Yeah, that's pretty um, cool, man. Yeah. I've never even, well, actually, no, I do. I do have my own bowling ball, but I'm afraid to get it drilled um, because my wife gave it to me for my birthday last year. And it's a Star Wars one. And on one <sighs> side of it is Boba Fett. And I'm just like, man. I, I just I don't know if I want to use this. It's just so nice. Like I'd rather put it in a glass case. <laughs> that's kind so. of the stuff. That's kind of the problem for like nerds is that if you try to buy something nice like that, they're just going to be like, um, like my yeah. my girlfriend bought me an Ant Man pipe, and I've never smoked out of it because I'm like, well, I don't yeah, want to yeah, ruin, right. <laughs> I don't want to ruin the pipe. Um, it actually is right here. I can grab it for you if you want to see it. Yeah, let's see it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that's rad. Yeah, isn't it sick? <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh I will never smoke out of that. If you ever do smoke out of it, make sure you find something that makes you feel small. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. I'm like, I gotta gotta smoke something that makes me go or big. Cause he also uh he grows, but I guess that's he's not called Ant Man when he's big, he's called Giant Man because you know he's that was the giant that was the seventies or something when he was introduced. Giant man. The Ant Avengers. I want that to happen so bad. I th yeah, I think about it. I'm like, just bring all the Ant Man characters together. Do it Ooh. for. I mean, they kind of did it for an arc, but yeah. Speaking, just, let's give this a hot minute because uh, She Hulk finished last week, right? Sure did. Sure did. And where were you on it? Like, I mean, did you, like what, what, what? My couch? What part of the fence are you on? <laughs> I, I thought side. it was perfectly enjoyable. I think uh, there's like on when it comes to like the culture around like MCU movies or TV shows or whatever, it either has to be like the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. And yeah, I think it's okay for some things to just be okay. Um, yeah. And it 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's something to be said about like too many okay things are a problem, but I don't think it was like a bad okay. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, mm. But yeah, it was something new. It was something different. It was something outside of the park. They took a lot of swings. Not everything necessarily landed. I know, you know, yeah. I said uh, elsewhere, I can't remember if I said this on the pod, but I wasn't a fan of the Wrecking Crew and that uh, they really did them dirty. But I mean, the problem yeah. with like, having so many villains and stuff like that is like, are we ever going to see the wrecking crew in, I guess. Yeah. Well, part I of... guess I was talking about that with uh Titania, just mm. like I, I was telling my wife the other day, I'm like, honestly, like for how, how cool of a, an actor they got for that. Yeah. Like the amount of screen time that she got was, you know, it was, it, to me, it was like, this was like a wasted thing, but also at that, you know, she nor like the wrecking crew nor uh, intelligentsia were really the villain of the show. And yeah. the show to me has always been super brilliant. And they prove their brilliancy by pointing out that the actual villain of the show is the audience, especially yeah. the especially the ones who hated the show. Like they <laughs> they were like the true villains of that show because it was different. There was so much that they had to like say negatively about it rather than mm. just appreciating it for being a drama comedy lawyer show which is right. what it was it was not a superhero like a lot of action show right and and i've said it before like i just appreciate what kevin feige is doing with the mc right now because everything that's come out in phase four it's a different genre of a movie than we have previously seen and i think that's why people struggle to pick up on what's going on with it. You know, Thor love and thunder is the, um, like the poorest reviewed MCU movie. Yeah. But I, I would agree with that. I was talking to my guy at my comic book shop and today about that movie. And it, I, I personally was really let down by that. Cause I, yeah. I really loved Ragnarok. Um, I do think that they tried to do something with it. That may have been like a little bit outside of it, the park yeah. or whatever, but I, there's, I mean, honestly, we could spend a lot of time with this because I, I think just Taika Waititi doesn't have a respect for the idea of gods in general. And then <laughs> all of them were just kind of a joke. Um, yeah. So, like, I'm not I'm not there upset is... about it, you know, like, yeah. I'm not going to burn all my Taika Waititi merchandise because I don't have any. Yeah. Um, but like things are a lot. <laughs> but of you would if you did. <laughs> no, like, I'm not, I'm not going to get like that upset about like anything, yeah. really. Well, um, I mean. For me being like a Thor person, but also like mm -hmm. I'm I'm just a Taika Waititi fan. Like I I liked him before he did Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, because I remember when uh um where the Wilder People came out. Mm -hmm. Uh like I love I loved that movie. And then, you know, he's been a part of a lot of uh you know, he's one of the Kiwis, he's like part of the Fly of the Concords crew. Like he's yeah. he's one of the he's one of that crew. And so I've always just really appreciated that group. And uh so I went into it being just a fan of him, like a fan of Thor and just the fan, the, a fan of the idea of what Marvel again is doing. And like Thor love and thunder was a rom-com and it played, yeah. it played to that very well. It was a action rom-com, but still like the, the rom-com tropes that were throughout it were just brilliant. And I, and I loved it for that. Is it the best Marvel movie? hands down no it is not like yeah uh but is it the, but to me is it the worst 
no, hands down again, no, it is not the worst like MCU movie. Oh, um, really? See, I would yeah. argue I think it might be. I know um, a lot. A lot of people are on. in. That. Well, Iron Man three, Iron Man three is, uh, I guess, uh, anyway, yeah, uh, it's Iron Man three. I've never went back to it. Um, I was I was really looking forward to the Mandarin. I was one of the people that really got like bait and switched by the marketing, you know, as like, oh, yeah. most people did. Um, and I wasn't really happy with that just because I I have read a comics in the past with the Mandarin and Iron Man. I was and I always thought that the some of the problems with the MCU movies, especially Iron Man's, is that he always kind of en- ends up fighting another Iron Man. Yeah. And it would have been cool to see how he would have done in the circumstances with alien technology. But I also yeah. understand why they didn't do that because of how similar it would have been to Thanos. I mean, that's why they changed the rings to be like bangles and not, uh, you know, actual yeah. finger rings in yeah, the yeah, yeah. in Shang-Chi. Yeah. Um, so it just is what it is. But it is what it is. And it's just again, it's, you know, I've read so many articles lately about uh people who have been asked to direct marvel movies and they've turned it down Mm -hmm. and even even the same thing with like star wars and it's because like the The toxic backlash of the fan base is so horrid that people don't even want to touch it and i think that that's a bad thing to have to say about the fan base in general because no you're not going to be pleased i mean let's take it back down to the what we do talk about which is comics but it's just We've talked on on an episode before about just when a series will dip, even just like a run of an arc will dip. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, you can't you can't just give up on it. Like sometimes you can because you can tell it's going like a bad place. But right. um, but there are just going to be like bad seasons that like fans aren't going to like. But you don't see like comic book fans going and like destroying the creators. Of, yeah. On of like, the comic because they didn't like it. Like again, like staying in the comic world, like one thing that I do really appreciate about uh, the comic book fandom online, like on Instagram, which we're kind of active in and like even on Twitter, which we're not really active in. And I, I mostly just sit on the sidelines and watch it. But it's very rarely negative, which is, you know, hard to come by in fandoms nowadays. Um, yeah. I was saying this at my shop today that when a comic is bad, it's usually not like thrown under the bus and like run through like it's usually not, you know, given scrutiny online. It's usually just not talked about. And that's usually yeah. the the worst criticism I think that you could have as a comic book creator is that people just aren't talking about your comic. Yeah. But speaking of comics, buddy, what uh, you got some pulls there for me? I'll let oh, you rubbing your hands. Yes, I got some pulls. So uh, I mean, speaking, I'm not surprised but, I mean, about since, that. Since we were talking about Marvel, and I typically always start off with it anyway, I'm just gonna get into my Marvels. So uh, this is a, a series that I've been collecting and kind of saving up for the arc to end, and I'm gonna read through it. But it, Defenders Beyond, I believe this is number four, came out. I love that cover. Um, I really, really liked issue one. And so I have yet to read two and three and now four. And so I'm kind of waiting for the arc to end because I just I want to be able to read it all the way through. Right. Um, And then uh, then four number uh, 28 came out, which uh, again has Venom in it. Um, Venom and Thor kind of, I guess, working together at at the moment. But the cover doesn't really depict it that way. So we'll, Mm. we'll see what's inside that one. 
Uh, and then I got a couple of Star Wars as per usual. Um, got That's Darth Vader number 20, uh, 28, yeah, right here. And then this cover is actually, um, it's celebrating the Star Wars 45th of something. I can't remember what the 45th anniversary is off the top of my head, but there it's like a special cover. But I got two as nice. usual. So, oh, uh, yeah. What what happened? Oh, I just like that. Uh, I like that second cover that you held up. Oh, you want to see it again? Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. That's pretty dope. Look at is that Palpatine with his force lightning fingers? Heck yeah, it is. That's pretty dope. Uh, and then this one I wasn't expecting to get, but it's uh, it's a trick or treat free comics for all for ages 13 plus, not all ages for 13 plus. But uh, oh my goodness, um, it's a it's a Dr. Afra like special like free issue. Oh, my goodness. I really like that cover, so, too. So, yeah, and I wasn't just... even I wasn't even expecting that. And my uh, my shop just threw it in my thing for me because they know you. They know me so well. Like, um, Mark's going to love this. Yeah. I don't know if you I, I don't know if you picked up this next one. Um, I know the next one you did, but here's uh, the 10,000 Black Feathers number two. I did not. I haven't even read issue number one yet. And uh, yeah, spoiler. I don't know if I'm gonna, but I've heard uh, good you know things, what? but I might just need a break from Mr. Lemire for some time. It might it, it might be that time to, to take a break and maybe just dig if you want to dig back into his old stuff or just let it lie for a while. But um yeah. Yeah, like I, I think I stated after the first issue came out, like didn't really care for it. Um, but I'm wondering if I just like missed something about it. Like I wasn't paying attention in the way that I should have because the reviews I've read on issue one, they're all like high praise and like it's awesome. I haven't really seen too many people dogging on it. So yeah, I think I'm going to go back and read issue one and uh, then read issue two. And then this next one, I'm sure you got because we both always get it. Uh, silver coin yes sir yeah see i gotta oh hold on a second let me just pull it out because i got a different cover than you um which i'm a little bummed about because i really liked that cover um, i really like your cover but oh man but are yeah. we gonna have to trade again well by yeah. again i mean that one time we talked about it and never did it what comic which, was that even that was a uh, ten thousand uh, black feathers number one i mean hell you might just be i might just send it to you and just be like keep it but uh, you, you can have it. <laughs> um, I I like this one. I like uh, it's called Into the Fire. Um, and yeah, it has a fireman on it, and he has and this something is, crawling out of his back. And this is all by Michael Welsh. Walsh. Um, oh, look at that! Yeah, he so he's doing the story and the art, and but it doesn't look so. We I guess we were wrong about this because normally when uh, it gets to the fifth um, in a in an arc, it is a it's continuing usually, story yeah, of a continuation the, of the the covenant. The covenant, yeah, and yeah. this doesn't seem to be that. So that's it doesn't seem to be that. Maybe we'll maybe see. he's waiting for like Halloween. I guess I did, but it is Halloween month, so it's weird that uh, yeah, he didn't try to. I don't know. Who knows? Let me, Who let me just let me call Mr. Walsh real quick <laughs> and just uh, hey, well, see what's going on. Hey, what's, what's going, going on, on here? What are what are you doing? I'm confused. <laughs> You're gonna make us look like a fool on our podcast. That <laughs> it's raving with reviews. Our podcast people. The people yeah, are just I thought you were going to say the silver coin. I'm like, well, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, next, I got from Dark Horse Masquerade number two. So this one actually was supposed to come out last week, and my shop didn't have it. And then another one that didn't I didn't get that came out last week. I'm sure I don't. I'm not. I think you might be talking about it today. No, you are because it's in the title. Cool. I didn't get my issue of Chicken Doubles yet. So, oh um, no, yeah, well, maybe but, we'll we'll talk about it. But I won't. 
Uh, there's honestly nothing to spoil in the comic, really. Um, so um, I mean, I'm still going to read it regardless. So right, yeah. Uh, next, I got Dark Horse Parasomnia number three. Um, this one's been growing on me. Uh, issue one started off kind of slow to me, and um, I think I just wasn't fully gathering what was going on. And then issue two came, and I feel like I'm kind of on board with that one now. Uh, and then in a similar vein, I actually mentioned this to you before uh, the show started, but um, Issue number three of Agent of World came out. And if anybody listening saw the episode or listened to the episode in which issue one came out and then the following week I talked about it and I I was pretty harsh on it, which uh, isn't something I want to be doing anymore. But yeah, uh, I I, but I I can't say like I didn't really care for issue one, Um, but then I stuck with it. I got issue two. Um, I really liked issue two. And so I'm kind of looking forward to issue three and uh, I may go back and actually read the first two before I read issue three. So that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, I realize I need to do that more. Um, I've just go like, cause there's a lot of times I dive into a story and I'm definitely guilty of this with chicken devil, which we'll get to, but like being like, Oh yeah, that happened. Oh yeah, that happened. You know, like yeah. not really remembering uh, everything. Um, but yeah, and mostly like I just want to go back because I do enjoy those issues. You know, if I'm like on issue three of a of an arc, it's like, well, I'm only there because I enjoyed issue one and two, you know? Yeah. Um. So, cool. yeah, just to go back and like because then you don't have to be as like focused. You can just kind of skim it and just enjoy the art. And uh, I I always feel like I don't do comic book artists justice when I just read it once. I feel yeah. like I need to like go back and actually like enjoy each picture and enjoy like the whole thing you know oh totally yeah like like you'll you'll find things maybe you might find like a quote that you really like that really landed with you the first time but maybe you hadn't jotted it down but then you came back to it and you're like oh that's great or maybe there's just some detail in the art like i will never forget like with eight billion genies issue one Mm -hmm. uh like we were talking about it and i don't i don't know if you were quite on board with it yet i I can't if i remember correctly like you, you liked issue one, but you were just like, I just, I don't know. We'll see how issue two goes yeah and move on with it. But I, I pointed out to you something about like the genie's hand was like coming out of the panel. Right. Like kind of like the genies aren't confined to like the comic book. And like, that was just like a detail in the art that I didn't catch the first time I caught it on my second read of it. And yeah, it was and- just something else to appreciate about something that I did enjoy. So. And honestly, like, I think that that's so good for comics to because you want the art to be telling the story as well. And that yeah. was uh, are you do you have more pools or um... yeah, yeah, two, I got two more. OK, two more. But yeah. Um, well, yeah, then then keep going. I can I can bring back into uh, what I was talking about. Yeah, later. We can just loop back around. It'll come yeah. full circle. Yeah, uh, we were talking issue threes and just like, oh, why did I read issue three? Because I got issues one and two. And I'm actually excited about this because uh, it's sacrament number three from nice. AWA. Um, I really enjoy this whole premise. Um, I will talk about it more another day when uh, the first arc ends. I'll probably end up talking about it. And then I got a one shot here from Source Point Press called Hyper Aware. Ooh. Yeah. Um, source point does pretty good stuff. We don't really talk about them much. Um, I don't, I don't get a whole lot from them, but the stuff that I do have from them, um, I like it. I feel like I've read an art, like an arc from them, but I can't remember what it was, but yeah, you you do have something that's actually kind of like, it's got some tread, you know? Um, 
But yeah, so this hyper aware, it's uh, it's written by Jonathan Hedrick and the artist is Deborah Lanciani's. I'm not okay. sure if I'm saying her last name correct, but uh, but yeah, so it's about three a- astronauts that are like stranded in space. Um, it's probably and, not good. Yeah, and it's kind of like what from what I understand, it's like a love triangle. Oh, um, no. yeah. Oh, hey, hey, Anthony. Um, Anthony just called us a stud, but I just want you to know that you are the studiest of them all. And uh, just a quick plug for him if you aren't following Anthony on YouTube or anywhere else, you want to follow him. He does a lot of independent wrestling stuff and beer reviews and uh, even streaming of video games. He's a great dude who, uh, yeah, uh, is essentially the greatest so and and if you want to get to know him and his comic book history you can go back to episode 20 heck yeah and listen to that um he was he was a guest and uh he's a a very generous person he lets us use his little platform here to do our podcast so thank you anthony yeah you're a pal you're a a pool box pal he's the first third pal first (laughs) first third first third pal that was a good sentence that you just pulled out of there real quick i i string i string some good stuff together every once in a while i know um but yeah so this is just about three people on a spaceship drifting out in space kind of like uh tony stark and uh um oh my goodness um nebula nebula wow i was very proud of myself with that one being able to pull that out of my ass yeah so so yeah so i'm looking forward to reading that i got i got quite the list this week so well, I would I'd be upset if you didn't, buddy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so is it my turn then? Yeah, man. What'd you get? My goodness. This actually was a great week for me. I was very happy um, with my pools. And uh, yeah, so I guess I'll just stop saying that and just show you what I got. I, I wasn't too happy with this cover. And honestly, this is OK. So this is public domain issue number five. And I okay. hate to say this, but this entire like arc, the covers have been like very underwhelming, which honestly is like the, my least favorite part of this series. But yeah, it's a great series. It's it seems like it's going to be coming to a climax soon. So I'm I'm very excited about that. Um, another comic that I'm super excited about. I'm pretty much excited about like everything I got this week. There's none that I'm like apprehensive Ooh, yeah, above about. Snakes came out. Uh, above Snakes number four. I've been loving this. This is another one of those comics that I def- definitely need to go back and reread. Um, yeah, yeah, because the first couple issues, they were like a lot happened, but they were. It was very enjoyable, very good. Um, my boy Hayden Sherman. He's not on Instagram, and I'm so bummed about that. Uh, but I can understand why you'd want to stay off the internet. It's it's a can be a toxic place, but um, <laughs> can be right as as we as we just recently spoke about. But yeah, so I got let's I'm gonna do a little bit out of order here. But I got two comics that actually came out like a couple weeks ago. But I had my shop order them for me, so I'm just getting them now. Uh, actually, that was just this one that Texas Blood number eighteen. Um, I actually think this might be the end of this arc. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Uh, I could look at the end and like be like, does it say to be concluded? Which is, eh, it looks like it's gonna keep going. <laughs> the ending looked like, uh, like there might be more to it. But that Texas Blood, I've been loving that since the get go. And uh, oh, speaking of uh, pool box pals swinging by, our good buddy Andy Header is here. Hello, Andy. Saw him at the shop today. Uh, he had a stack that would rival yours. I would love to see you guys compete every week. Actually, <laughs> our comic book shop uh, owner was telling us that there used to be a guy who would come in and every week he would drop 
minimum of $80 on his pools. Man. Yeah. So good. my hat hats off to that guy wherever you are. Because that's like on average twice as many as what I get. Every yeah, day. I usually get around like 20 bucks to 30 bucks a comic. So I couldn't imagine what that stack looks like. But hey, man, like he said, it was his the guy said that it was his like only real hobby. And so that's great. Go for it. You know, yeah, live, do it. live the dream. I and, would uh, probably buy $80 worth of comics every week if I could. Yeah, that's fair. Um, especially yeah. like when it comes to like really good uh, covers and whatnot. Um, yeah. So <laughs> and it was $80 on just Marvel books. So that's it wasn't like DC or anything, but pretty much I would imagine. Oh, like, wow. Anything that new came out from Marvel the the guy was buying. But wow. uh, yeah, so that's that's impressive. Good job to that guy. I hope he's yeah. enjoying She-Hulk. <laughs> um but uh so this is a comic that was highly recommended and is a couple weeks old now either like one or yeah. two weeks but uh the saturday morning adventures the teenage mutant ninja turtles i'm super stoked to get into this just because it's uh it's something that um is new this, and and yeah. this is something andy talked about last week right yeah and yeah. uh yeah he at the shop he was he was telling me how good it was and yeah I, I, look, I looked on the shelves at my shop today and they did not have any copies. So I'm, I'm debating if I need to ask them to order it. Yeah. I mean, it's apparently a six. I mean, we talked about this last week being a six issue thing, but like each story kind of being its own contained story. So I'm very excited yeah. about that because I just don't need everything to be an, an overarching arc. Um, well, but, I mean, like the, the cartoon that it's based on. I mean, that's how every episode was. It was, again, like you might every once in a while get like, uh, the turtles fight shredder and then to be continued the right, tur yeah. turtles fight shredder part two and like that was really all those shows ever went to as a part two there is rarely ever like a three and four hey kitty cat do you see my the shadow just lurching in the darkness yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so got that very excited i feel like i need to this is a number one and normally i save my number ones for the end but this came out this week i feel like it's in the same vein this is sonic okay. the hedgehog uh scrapnik island it seems okay. like it's a little bit of a spooky story probably for the spooky time of the year um oh yeah but uh this is just love the spooky time this is daniel barnes is writing the story we have jack lawrence on the art and uh natalie foundrian on the colors and the letters is sean lee and I, I just like Sonic as a character. Maybe not a video game character, but as a character in general, he's he's pretty dope. Um, did you see so the movies? I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved both of them. I thought they were yeah. fantastic. Uh, I Yeah, I really wanted to see number two in theaters, but my girlfriend didn't. So we waited until it came out on like home video or whatever it was on streaming. And yeah. uh, we rented it and she fell asleep in the middle of it. So I was just like, I could have gone to the theater if you were just going to fall asleep. Yeah, right. But it is what it is. I love her the same. Um, so do you remember? Glad you guys moved on from that. That's yeah, it good. was a yeah. real rough spot in our relationship that uh, the Sonic, the number two, Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> the second movie. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I picked up this comic as uh, yeah. the Barbed. Which and was all like funky, right? It was all funky. Like the uh, back half of the issue didn't have any words. And you know what? If you look in this uh, comic, it does. There's so words. Is, it has words. So this is uh, from our buddies over at Scout Comics. Um, yeah. And uh, 
as promised, they said that when issue two came out, that they would reissue number one with the uh, words in it. And, uh, you know, we all make mistakes. So, like, you know, I have that comic now. I'll sell it one day for a million dollars and we'll be good to go. Which, um, spe- speaking of that issue, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the problem um, mm-hmm. that you had, that you had to get a new copy of it. Yeah, not um, just the issue as in, like, the issue of, you know, like, I, I issued a comic. Yeah, I need to I need to get back on top of my 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 issue with with image because that happened to a comic that came out for me the following week. Really? Yeah. Remember, I, I, I think I mentioned remember it. Old, it was old dog number one. That's right. And I don't know if it was like a mass problem that happened like yours was. But like mm-hmm. um, my 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 issue that I have doesn't seem quite right. And there's like. There's speech bubbles with nothing in them. And then there's other panels that have words, but no like speech or thought or boxes around them. And uh, that just a lot of stuff seemed really out of place. So and you're going to maybe like go to back to your shop, pick up like a different issue of it and like thumb through it and see if it's the same problem. Or yeah, I don't I don't know if my comic shop would have another issue of it, because if if I was the only person who ordered it, they were I oh, think, required right. to maybe order one more. And then I'm sure that somebody already took it. But a lot of times uh, the the comic book like manager at our shop, she mm-hmm. gets a lot of the same stuff that I will get. And so the two copies she's or she orders are just like what her that's, and I get. So. Yeah, that's cool. Um but yeah, so that's all I got. I got issue number two. I don't know if I made that clear, but yeah, that came out. I really enjoyed the art. I thought the story was cool. Um, yeah, so I'm excited yeah. to dive into issue number two and see where it goes. All right. But party on, man. Uh party on part pa- wait, so that wait, so that that's issue one or that's issue two? No, so I got issue number one. So what they did was when they sent out issue number two, which is this guy oh, right okay, here, okay. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they 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 resent out issue number one. And uh, my really comic like shop, covers. yeah, they're great. And like I said, the art is great. The story is good. Um, I don't know if this is just how it was. My comic was shop was generous enough that I didn't have to pay for this. Uh, this the number one again. Uh, so they just gave it to me. I that probably just like Scout Comics. I probably would have said like you know just give it to them for free if they paid for it because they want to make amends. You know, I would yeah. imagine is is the case. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I got this week. Um, I thought for a second that I might have got a digital comic, but I didn't. <laughs> I got very excited, and uh, yeah, that didn't happen. But yeah, you got a comic you want to talk about, bud? I sure do. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I, th- I think I said this to you before we start the episode, but the best stuff I read this week is actually what I got last week, which I only got Marvel and DC stuff, and I read. I had five. Well, I, I read four of the five and three of them are here on my shelf. Um, nice. Look, at so that. I guess which one do you want me to talk about? Do you want me to talk about Star Wars Visions or the New High Republic? That those Ooh. are the two that I'm going to be talking about. Let's do uh, Visions first. OK, um, Visions was uh, pretty much everything I had hoped and anticipated it uh, to be because. Um, OK, so. If you saw the show that Disney Plus had put out, um, was like, was that back last winter? I think it was last winter it came out. My goodness. Um, And we're approaching next winter. Um, (laughs) So anyways, uh, there was an episode called The Duel. You're going to get a, you're you're making Andy happy here. He says, I'm curious to hear about Visions too. It looks great. Yeah. 
Let's um, hear it. Can you sell it to sell it to Mr. Header? I'm gonna. I'll do my best. I will do I my best. Idea. Um. On a, obviously, the best thing about this is just it's it's artistic approach. I'll, I'll put it at, at that. The art in this is is phenomenal. It you know because like the show is based on um, the old uh, uh, man, uh, the old Cannon? Japanese filmmaker oh. that the first Star Wars movie was kind of based on. Um, right, I can't remember sorry. the name of it. Like but, in English, yeah, it would start with an A. Like that's all I can picture in my head is that there's an A. <laughs> Um, Isn't the word samurai in it somewhere? Well, I'm I talking about remember. like the, the maybe Andy knows. Yeah, and Andy Andy would probably know. Um, but yeah, so the show really like adopted that kind of like film style into its art, mm. and so the art in this is just how the cover is. It's really clean. I don't know if I've seen cleaner art. I'm gonna go to my favorite uh, page. All righty, this, uh, just this is show. very exciting. I would, there? yeah, I would love to. I need to get on this. I completely forgot about this because I remember the last time when there we were was. talking about this, it seemed like something that I would get sucked into. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is my favorite page. Not 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 this side, but here with all the lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. So this is all the other Sith that the Ronin has uh killed. Oh my um, goodness. In it, he's talking about uh just kind of like all the pain that he has on his body. And he's like, I need that pain to remember all the pain that I caused and like what I've been through. Um, but yeah, so just the art alone is just impeccable. Like just flipping through it. it it's just so nice. Like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like smooth, like butter, I guess in a way. Um, but then overall too, just the story is really, really great. And it plays into how like most like, uh, like, like manga and anime shows uh go in that like it starts off really like light and then just all of a sudden there's a flip of the switch and it just goes like super intense and was that your cat yeah i was gonna say you you got you said super intense and my cat just lost his shit yeah um well calm down kitty well, uh, hey, we uh, <laughs> just real quick. We have a oh, yeah. a, a new new friend named Moon Knight uh, K. He says, "Hello, guys. I have a question for you. Shoot, my friend. We would yeah, love to answer your question. Um, but yeah, if you you can talk, keep continue what you were yeah. saying. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Just wanted to pull um, that on up. So, but this story takes place before the duel, the show that we saw. Um, I think it's actually like it might be like right before the the episode of the show starts. Man, your cat is yeah. I'm sorry, quite the that. ruckus. Yeah, it's chasing what I believe to be a broken Lego. So uh, oh, okay, I was wondering if it was like something filled with catnip. Nope, I think it <laughs> might be an armor, uh, an Iron Man armor that uh fell off a shelf and broke. But anyways, um, I'm sorry about that. Oh no worries. Um. But yeah, so like this story kind of follows the Ronin, obviously, and he meets like a fellow traveler who's also had like war experience, but he's like blind. But he also like remains very mysterious, like throughout uh, the issue until like the very end. And that's where like this like climax happens. It's like super, super intense. And then like after that moment happens, it's like kind of like a, a force vision type of battle. Um, it's Ooh that was just really, really well done. So, um, okay. I see oh. Moon Knight K's question. Let's... Um, 
What do you think about Sasha Baron Cohen uh, will play Mephisto in the Ironheart series? Oh, um, I'm just going to leave it alone at that. Uh, if you're going to have somebody play the MC or sorry, the Marvel version of the devil named Mephisto, I think the best current actor out there to play that is Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, I would be, uh, especially the uh, Mephisto that's in the Doctor Strange uh, Damnation arc. I don't know if you ever mm. read that, but he's like kind of like a, a businessman. Uh, Andy says uh, that he saw that too. He might be good. He has a huge range. And that's that's he very does. true. He's um, funny. He can be in dramas. Like I, I definitely win, have win. like WandaVision PTSD when it comes to rumors around Mephisto because it's just... When that show television show was out, it felt like just every week it was like Mephisto's gonna show up and like this is an Easter egg for Mephisto, and then it just never <laughs> happened. Um, yeah, so there is, yeah, I definitely have like PTSD of just being like, oh my god, is like, are they actually gonna like do anything with this character or are they just gonna? Uh, this is gonna be it? another one of those Kevin Feige, like, haha, gotcha, but also like, <laughs> there's a part of me that's like, why would Mephisto be in the Ironheart series? You know, like it's a that's a weird connection. I, and, I and I'm not I'm not going to go out on the limb and like be like, I'm a huge Mephisto fan and I've seen everything he's in. But I just know he has a presence in the lives of what we know of being the Avengers. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've, I've read few issues with him in it. And I think he's a great character. So you're regardless if he shows up in Ironheart or they save him for something else. Um I'll be yeah, excited to see that character show up. I would definitely think would like to see him. Um, one of I forget there's a doc, I think it's a Doctor Strange comic and they're like making a potion or something. And one of the things that they need is Mephisto's tear. And I think that that's really interesting. The fact that like if yeah. you if you've read that character, he definitely doesn't seem like something that would cry. And so yeah. I'm always I was always curious of being like, huh, how do you get Mephisto to cry? But again, if you have like a great you actor, step like on his toe really hard, <laughs> just with the, with the just, heel of your foot, just the, right on it, right on his like not even his big toe, but like you know the one two the, inside, like the middle, and then the yeah, one the middle between. weak vulnerable yeah, ones. Step right on those as hard as you can with your heel, you'll get a Mephisto tear. There you guaranteed. go. That's how that works. Um, but yeah. Uh, We'll see. I, I, you know, I was just saying earlier that I don't always just want to see an Iron Man type character fighting more Iron Man. So, like, yeah. if it is Iron Heart versus Mephisto, if they can make that story good, I think that could be cool. You know, like yeah. the devil getting hit with like repulsor rays. Why not? You know. Yeah. The comic books are supposed to be weird and wacky, so I'm I'm down for it 100. percent Yeah. But uh, anything else you want to say about Vision Star Wars Visions before we? Uh, there's there's one negative aspect about it that I did oh, not no. realize when I got it, um, and I'm really bummed about it. But it mm. is a one shot. Really? It, yeah, it doesn't say it on there. Um, but apparently, there's as far as I've read, there's no further plans to have does another it, issue. Like, does it feel like it ends out. like very? just like done well yeah then that's why i said like i really do think that this issue ends and then sorry i'm like holding on the wrong side um this mm -hmm. issue ends and i think that the episode the duel of the show like picks up oh okay so that's that's from my understanding but just for a single story by itself and just for the art like 
I think it's worth uh, at least worth just being in your collection. Right. So it's cool, yeah. man. I yeah, if it's a one shot, then I'm 100 percent picking it up. So next week when I do my pulls, if it's not there, I want you to call me a big fat liar. OK, OK. Remember that. But uh, I'll so try. You will. I believe in you. You want to talk about chicken devils a little bit? I know you said obviously yeah. you didn't get it, but uh I mean I won't like I said I won't spoil anything, but uh so this the original team of um so okay, just for those of you who don't know, chicken devils that see down there there's there's a little added s is the second volume of chicken devil. In the first uh volume we follow this character here named Mitch who owns a chicken restaurant. Uh, not like he doesn't serve two chickens. He serves chickens as in the poultry. Yeah, and yeah. he learns that his business partner is using it as a front to sell heroin. And he's in deep with a bunch of local gangs and they come for him. And uh, again, Mitch doesn't know about this. Mitch thinks that they kill his family. So he goes on an all out rampage against these uh, these gangs. And on and for those of you who have read it, you know, he just does a terrible job of doing <laughs> being being good at what he's trying to do. He kind of falls ass backwards into it and kills a bunch of people accidentally and does a lot of, you know, big things, but uh, kind of unintentionally. Yeah. And at the end of that, he's joined by two cops who uh, kind of were following him the whole time and just cleaning up his messes a little bit and covering his trail. Those are the two cops on the either side of him. I forget their names at the moment. But yeah. um, I uh, I'm I'm excited to get my issue because I I really loved that first run. Mm -hmm. Like when the first when the first issue happened, I was like, oh, this is just like a comedic play on uh, the uh, Los Poyos uh, Hermanos right, yeah, from uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. I was just like, okay, so like they're just like taking a different take on that, which in a way they are. They 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 lifted an idea. Yeah. But There's nothing wrong with that. What the result of it was just absolutely amazing. Like mm -hmm. I'm fully on board, and I'm 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 very upset. I don't have my issue yet, but I I may yeah. not get it till issue two comes out. So no, but uh, yeah, I this is like I was saying earlier. This is 100 percent a comic that I wish I would have read the first arc before diving back into this. Yeah. Um, simply just because I there was a lot of like references to things that happened in the first volume that I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that happened. Oh, yeah, I forgot that, uh, you know, such and such did such and such a thing. Yeah. So and honestly, like it like it's such a good comic chicken devil. Um, it's 100 percent worth going back and picking up. I was looking at the trade paperback to pick that up and it was 17 bucks. So I'm like, I wonder mm. if it's available on comiXology yet. Uh, that's a good question. I could look that up. I have it on my phone. I, I really wouldn't be surprised if it was was. Yeah, if it was, um, I would imagine it's there is what I'm trying to say. But uh, the one thing that I'm a little bit bummed about, even though it's not really anything to be like upset over, is that uh, in the initial run of it in Chicken Devils, the art was done by uh, Hayden Sherman, who is again, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of my favorite this switches over to Mattia Montenko. Um, just down there, it says it. But the rest I'm of the team is the same. That is uh, fairly certain I have something from Mattia. Let me. Okay. Go. You, you keep um, talking. Sure. But uh, it's by Brian uh, Bacchileto and Hazen At uh, Atman Alu. Uh, yeah, and that's my favorite letter. 
Yeah, I will, he, I will always say it. He does a fantastic job. And honestly, the art isn't too far off. And uh, I'm going to, you know, like I said, I, I love Hayden Sherman. He's like legitimately one of my favorite artists right now. And this is a little less hectic of art than it was. I think, um, I mean, but it still does a good job of like portraying emotion and stuff. But Hayden Sherman definitely went like all out when it came to uh, the art in Chicken Devil's volume one or Chicken Devil. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very like just intense and like raw and, and gritty. And this is a little bit more dialed back, which I'm I'm not opposed to at all. Uh, it's, yeah, it's nice to have something that's kind of um, I don't, easily digestible, you know, because Chicken Devil just seemed like it was like nonstop adrenaline. Uh, oh, yeah. And in all honesty, this this kind of picks up at a little bit of a slower pace, which I'm not complaining about because the whole element and but like. The whole that's kind of how i remember remains. the issue one of chicken devil starting out was like it was it was pretty slow like i mean it kind of i feel like it, at least the first few pages were kind of slow and then it jumps right in but um sure. but yeah so I mean, I, i'm not i'm not i'm not too surprised i guess no i imagine that chaos is going to ensue like i don't and like so, stuff happens in this uh issue but it's more about the the narrative and the consequences of the first arc a little bit and kind of just bringing you up to speed on like the the minor interloop in between those things if that makes sense um i'm all i'm also now curious like if if it, they keep going with the chicken devil and now chicken devils what's the third arc going to be called is it gonna be like more chicken devils more chicken why not fried chicken devils the chicken devils the i don't know the, yeah i just add the the, that's that, what they do when they're just like, yeah. well, we've done enough Batman. So this is the Let's just call it the Batman now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that one, man. Um, do you got any uh, comics that you would like to talk about? Yeah. So uh, the other one I mentioned already is uh, Star Wars High Republic number one. And last week, I didn't really know a whole lot about it going into it. I don't really read into I don't I don't read about the Star Wars comics that are coming out. I just know they're coming out. I add them to my polls and then I read them as they come. So I don't mm. I didn't really know a whole lot of uh, going into it. Um, but this is this is phase two now of the High Republic. And okay. I haven't picked I haven't picked up the novels yet for phase two, um, which I, I probably should. Um but anyways, this is kind of doing what uh, House of the Dragons does to Game of Thrones. We're going back like 150 years before phase one of High Republic. Okay. And in this, so from what I understand. So they're yeah, going even farther back into They're time. going even further back. And so I don't I don't know about how the novels are doing it because where phase one ended with like the novels and the comics, it seemed like we were going to be getting more from these characters. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I haven't looked into this phase two yet so much, but we're 150 years in the past and uh, we have this Jedi named. Uh, here we go. Uh, oh, shoot. His name. Vil is... His name is Vildar Mac. OK, that he's like, like a, a he's name. like a he's like a middle aged Jedi. He doesn't have a Padawan and he decided he wanted to uh, take this mission to Jedha, which. You know, Jedha is big, is a big plot point for Rogue One. Mm -hmm. So we're getting some of that history. And uh, the Jedi aren't very well liked here, even because it is a planet that worships the force. Mm -hmm. 
And so there's all these different groups of force users in this issue that aren't just Jedi and they're not just Sith. Uh, I think one of them calls themselves the Union. Okay. And that's what they refer to the force as is the Union rather than calling it the force. force. Interesting. Um, That's cool. And so and it it was it was exciting because it's it's new characters that I've never heard of before. Um, I don't think any of these characters have been mentioned in other Star Wars uh, material um and uh kind of just the story unfolds where uh where mac shows up on the planet he's greeted by another jedi's padawan and then him and this padawan uh stop to watch this like street show of some performance and then this like argument over the the force ensues and the jedi try to step in and then Oh man, Some thievery happens and a chase down. And then there's like this big council meeting between different force users that goes awry. Um, it was just, it was a very exciting first issue. So I'm looking Sounds forward it. to like continuing this because I really liked phase one of the high Republic. Yeah. Um, and so, and I think it's the same team that's behind it. Kevin Scott wrote this one as far, I think, let me check. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Scott wrote this and he's, <laughs> He's been killing Star Wars. So. I like how he just turned around like that. That was that was very enjoyable for. I for also the, the funny part is that I also had it right in front of me in my notes, so I didn't need to turn around. But yeah, but uh, isn't it nice to look at the real thing? It is. It's it is. It's very nice. One of my favorite uh, <laughs> comic book uh, visits to uh, Jedi Jedi, however you say it. I always said it called a Jedi. Um, I say Jedha, but that. I might be putting a little too much em- emphasis on the H. At Star Wars, I'm sure from your side of the galaxy. That's what would George Lucas say? He would roll over in his grave. He's no, he not would not. Yet. He he's quoted saying, uh, "Because no, because the original cast, so you know, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. they were all like, how do you say some of these things?' And like the best, the best like thing that I can bring up is like the way Lando says Han instead of Han." Mm. and mm-hmm. george lucas's response was words are said differently in different parts of the galaxy yeah Why and that is be? that is very very true and i think we've talked about this before because you live at the northern part of uh the appalachian mountains and our, our a good buddy from our past uh luke and our other friend zach they're from the southern part of appalachia so <laughs> that's right um, they're from the appalachia and I'm from the app. Uh, well, a- Appalachian, Appal- Appalachian, uh, yeah, Appalachian. It's, yeah, it's very interesting how Appalachian. How I don't. Yeah, I don't. Now I'm all confused. I'm I'm it. confused about it too. But there's Appalachia <laughs> and Appalachia. Apple, apples. Maybe apples. I might be make apples. Apples to apples. Remember that game? I don't but, know. Uh, I'm from the West, so I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, you don't talk east. about these. I mountains. don't. I don't talk East Coast lingo. So, but uh, yeah, going back to wh- the whole reason we went down this tangent. Uh, one of my favorite visits to that planet is in one of the Star Wars um, comics of the 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 run in between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. Is they go to the planet after Rogue One, where the oh, planet yeah. has been kind of destroyed by. Yeah. Part of it has been destroyed by the Death Star. And there's a cult there that worships kind of the void that was left as like the thing that is going to cleanse the entire planet uh, because it will ultimately be the planet's destruction of just having, you know, half of it, you know, a quarter of the planet blown off. And they essentially just are like a doomsday cult. And I think it's one of the like, 
I don't know, darkest and like grittiest things that Star Wars does in that run of just like having this weird like death cult, you know? Yeah. So well, and like the other thing too that I really like about the High Republic is that I know that it is all build up to the TV series that's coming out, the Acolyte. Mm. Because mm-hmm. it's like the Acolyte's supposed to pick up during the transition between like the High Republic ending and then whatever's after it. Right. And I'm I, very excited for that series. So, I feel like that's going to be very interesting to see what happens in that. So, yeah. So I'm still I'm still digging Star Wars comics. Um, probably won't probably won't stop. But nice. Yeah. Well, I want to uh, talk about a comic that uh, isn't stopping. Um, so a long time back, this is probably on like one of our first issues, uh, our first issues, first episodes. Uh, we would have talked about this, but there's this comicsology comic from our good buddy Chip Zdarsky called The All Nighter. Um, and it is about a, and you, this is up your alley, buddy. I'm okay. surprised you haven't jumped on this, but uh, it's I'm, about, uh, I'm, get, I'm doing it right now. It's about a group of vampires who decide oh. to start uh, being superheroes. They can only go out at night. Um, and they have superpowers because, you know, they are infested with them, you know? Yeah. Uh, and every time I jump on Comixology, I feel like I see a new issue out. And, you know, I thought it might just be like a one issue arc, but they're on like either issue number nine or ten. And so I figured like it was such a cool premise. Uh, I I jumped off at issue two, unfortunately. So this uh, week, sorry, what's I, it? What's it called again? The All Nighter. Um. I have it in our podcast title as the All Nighters, so I need to change that. But uh, oh, I, I added it. an S, but it doesn't need a S. But uh, yeah, it's from Chip Zdarsky. Let me see if I can pull up real quick who does the art. Is Jason Liu? Um, yeah, and so what's interesting about this is that there aren't just vampires in this world. There's trolls, there's Frankenstein's, and there's um, other sorts of uh, mythological creatures. And okay. because they see what how it kind of works is in this world, all of these creatures are kind of like banned and hidden to like the fringes of society. They're not allowed. Yeah, that's it. Um, they're not allowed to reveal themselves to the world. But the people, the vampires who become um, I think it's Night Shock and Night Kick are the name of like the two initial superheroes that come out. Um, they kind of become like, do you remember how in civil war, when they're talking about the Sokovia Accords and, uh, civil war, the movie that is, yeah. uh, and vision says something about iron man's present, it, you know, or even the presence of the Avengers, uh, invites competition or invites, you know, people to do the same thing, but maybe in a negative way. So this is the same concept here is they, there's like. The first thing we see is trolls. They see these, uh, you know, vampires come out at night and use their powers for good, and but they get misunderstood. They they don't understand what the vampires are doing, so they think that the vampire, the trolls think that the vampires are using their powers to take over humanity. So that's what they start doing. They start trying to like burn a bridge or something like that, and then the vampires stop them. But in the process, a lot of mythological creatures see that we're starting to come out of the shadows and we're starting to reveal ourselves. Um, And yeah, so it's just a super interesting concept. And they're using a lot of just like random, you know, 
creatures from American mythology. And yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's Chip Zdarsky, so it's really good. The awesome. art is fantastic. Um, no, no, I, I just queued it up. Yeah, and like I said, it's, uh, th you know, there's probably onto the third arc by now, or at least like uh, I saw into the issue, second one. I, when I just looked it up, there was issue 10 was the first thing that came up for me. Okay, so I'm wondering yeah. if that's the last issue that came out, but. Yeah, um, it would probably be somewhere around there. And it's like I said, it's a comicsology exclusive, but it was one of those things like it's so far into its run that I'm surprised I don't see more people talking about, it, especially because it is Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. Um, and he just does such a good job with that. But uh, yeah, I was. Um, yeah, I I I love having a comic that I can just kind of pull up and just kind of breeze through. And this is definitely what that is going to be for me is just like. When I'm bored at like work or like at home, I can just quickly like pull it up and read an issue or like whatever, yeah. because I am a big fan of reading digital comics um, just because they seem to flow a lot easier than um, physical comics sometimes. But yeah. I read the two of them at work today in like 15 minutes and it was I'm like, oh, heck yeah, this is a great story. Oh, yeah. Got to consume it really quick. And like, yeah, it was very interesting. Um, well, I uh, in that vein, one of my uh, end of the show shout outs that I have is on Comixology right now. It's not a Comixology okay. exclusive, but um, uh, our in Instagram friends over at the comic book layer, one of one of their hosts had posted about this and I had asked if they were enjoying mm. it because I've been thinking about checking it out myself. I did not know that it was on Comixology at the time, but um, yeah, it's uh, something is killing the children. Right. Yeah. Um, I read through the first arc uh, over what's so over Monday and Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So I finished I finished the first arc last night and I'm now on, uh, I think, issue seven. I read the okay. first I read uh, issue number six as well. Um, it's worth the read. It's very exciting. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really know much about it other than like I thought the title was really, really cool. Uh, mm -hmm. But I hadn't really looked too much into it. It's written by uh, James Tinian the uh, Fourth. The art is by uh, Werther Deladera. I, I okay. think I'm saying that right. Sure. Um, and uh, I mean, this one, this comic seems to be like very popular. Um, yeah, I so see a lot of like hardback uh, trade paperbacks and like that kind of stuff. So I, yeah, I this and Gideon Falls I need to get into. Those are like. Those are two kind of comics that sit in my head as like things I need to read. Yeah. And book book two of uh, Gideon Falls, I think, comes out next week. So I'm excited about that because I've only read the first book, which I think is the first 16 issues of it. And then the second book's the last half of it. And so that comes out next week. Um, so I'm excited about that coming out. That that should be available on Comixology as well, probably for purchase. But um, that's how I'm going to go for it because, uh, again, the the aspect as you mentioned of like having digital comics is you can sit down and read them whenever you want and you can breeze through them for as long as you have to like sit there on your phone whereas like i don't know many people who sit down with their physical comic book and bookmark it and say i'll mm. pick up here later like i mm -hmm. do that from time to time yeah. uh but like it's it's probably like i had to help do something with the kids or like take out the trash real quick or help with making dinner, whatever it is like, um, and I'll go back and pick it up. But like, yeah, with digital comics, you can set it down for an entire day, a week, even if you wanted to, and just pick up where you left off. It makes it really easy to live by the Stephen King method of just 
read when you read can. You keep can. your book, keep your book with you. Um, nice. And then, well, uh, do you yeah. want to just do shout outs since we're there? I mean, you, yeah, you already uh, did something is killing the children, volume one, right? Yeah, volume one. So yeah, um, and kind of the premise behind it is uh, only children can see. Uh, so that it basically there's mon there's monsters that exist. Uh, only children can see them, and the only adults that can see them as well um, have had this like certain kind of gold like mm. that has touched them and then they're able to see it. Um, and it, yeah. And it follows this uh, gal named uh, Erica and she is a hunter for uh, what is called the house of slaughter. I don't think it's connected to the comic book house of slaughter, but right. Um, it might be, but I, I haven't looked into that. Sure. Um, but yeah, so she like works for the house of slaughter, which is like this division that seems to have power over all governments and, intervenes and in a lot of stuff that we just wouldn't see on the day to day. And so, yeah, it's it. the volume one is very exciting. I'm very excited with volume two so far as well. It just kind of provides some backstory to volume one so far as well. And like, it's just getting into more of the nitty gritty of like battling these monsters. So that's pretty dope. Yeah. Awesome. Man. Yeah. Like I said, I got that and Gideon Falls. I need to check out. And again, like I just need to do it on my comiXology and just, you know, just breeze through them. Yeah, that's 100 percent the it. way I want to go. But uh, yeah, a comic that I want to shout out. You know what? Since we're talking, I was going to show you a physical comic. But instead, since we're talking uh, digital comics, I read census number two uh, today oh, yeah. at work. Um, I can't remember who that's by off the top of my head, but it's the idea of um, doing a census through of mythological. It no, it's not. It's one it's of not? the. Oh, okay. It's actually not because you know not everything on Comicsology uh, is done by him. Surprisingly, enough, only ninety percent of it. <laughs> yeah, only, uh, that's what it genuinely feels like. But, um, yeah, let's see if I can find. Uh, so it's by Mark uh, Bern Bernadin and Adam Freeman and others. Um, we'll just leave it at that. But uh, yeah, so the premise is a guy has to go around and do a census of all the mythological creatures in New York City um, and how hard that is. He's he was doing leprechauns in this uh, issue. And <laughs> oh, nice. it something that I'll just say this really quick. Um, this was really funny. The there was a uh, so there's you know, he's at a bar uh, trying to get the like the thumbprint and like the signature from all of these leprechauns. And there's a guy like just a normal human sitting at the bar and he's like, he's like, Hey man, like the, those leprechauns you're seeing, they're not real. And he's, so the guy's like, what do you mean? They're not real. And he's like, yeah, my wife tells me all the time that they're not real. And they're just a figment of my imagination. And he's like, <laughs> and the guy's like, no dude, they're like right here. One of them just peed on my leg. I think they're real. And the guy's like, well, damn it. <laughs> like, what? So I thought that that was just, yeah, the the humor in it is is really funny. It's it's very dry. Um, I love yeah. when a comic makes you laugh out loud. Yeah, it's, and uh, it's the best. Sometimes comedy in in comics is very hard to translate because you're reading it and you have a hard time yeah. like hearing the cadences of it. And again, that's kind of where the art might come in. But uh, yeah, this comic is definitely like a funny comic, and I'm I'm very happy to be. Uh, reading it and I, I genuinely look forward to it. You know, I check comiXology every Wednesday and like every, you know, a, a randomly, not just on Wednesdays, but like just to see what's out. And that's one that I definitely look forward to of seeing uh, while it's there. 
But right you got any uh, another shout out you want to do real quick? Yeah, last one I got is right here behind me. Sorry, here with this hand. Uh, Dead Lucky. Um, so Dead Lucky is a part of this massive verse the image is doing, which is kind of like this new set of superheroes. I think the main right. one takes place in Chicago and Dead Lucky takes place in San Francisco. Gotcha. And it's it's just really exciting. I mean, it's kind of it in a way, it's kind of like a detective story, but she's not really a detective. She's like ex-military and she mm. she like lives with her ghosts and her background is like uh I don't I don't I don't know specifically where in Asia, but like her dad is Asian and her mom is Hispanic. And hmm. so she like has those two cultures in her. And so she has the uh, like the sugar skull tattoo on her. But that's also kind of like what she masquerades as is. Um, I think you can even see it on this. No, not on this cover in the first no. covers. Yeah, the one I remember. That, but, but, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get too much more into the massive verse. Mm. Um, but I feel like Dead Lucky probably speaks volumes onto how well it is like written and portrayed. Um, so. Nice. You know, if if they ever do come up on Comicsology, like the other ones, like I think the the main one's Radiant Black. That's what it is. Okay. Um, yeah. And there's a whole slew of other characters, and they all have their own city, as far as I can tell, that they work in. Mm. Um, and so I'm really enjoying it. It's written by Melissa Flores. The art is done by French uh, Carlo Magno, and it's colored by. Oh, that's why I was thinking I might have Mattia Monaco's. I have uh, the, the colorist for this is Mattia Iacono or Iacono. Okay. Um, there you go. And then it's lettered by Becca Carey. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. This was issue three that came out, I think, two weeks ago. Um, I finally read it this last week. And yeah, so if anybody's wondering if Dead Lucky's any good, yeah, I, I'd give it a shot. So nice. Good. Good call. Uh, the the last comic that I want to do, uh, just a little shout out to. Don't really have much to say, but it is do a power bomb. Uh, this this had a little bit of a surprise ending. Um, okay, not not too much, but it was uh, one thing I've enjoyed about this comic is that it does kind of a good job of keeping keeping it rolling. It doesn't really yeah. get stale. There's kind of new new stakes in every issue, um, and this didn't really kind of end where you think it was. So. If you're a fan of wrestling and supernatural stuff, I would definitely and having the rug a... pulled out from underneath you. Oh my goodness, there are there are a couple of those moments in in this comic. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, uh, yeah, this it's very bloody issue. This is they do like a no holds bars match. There, this was uh, so this was the final match in like the tournament, and then uh, I I really don't want to spoil anything for people that are, would be reading it, but uh yeah, it takes some maybe some turns that you wouldn't normally expect uh this route to go. But um yeah, right on. I, I'm enjoying it. So cool. I wanted to dive into uh wild uh deep uh, what is that deep space wild. wildfires? Yeah, 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 yeah. But like that's uh, maybe like that's we're talking about <laughs> yeah. Well, what you were talking about with one of the comics earlier is I'm on issue. I have issue four. I haven't started reading it. So I'm just like, well, might as well just wait for the whole thing to come out. Cause I'm sure from everything that I've heard, it's really good. So I yeah. imagine I'm going to get to issue four and then just be like, where's the next one. So maybe I'll just treat myself when it comes, you know, when the, when the arc is finished, I'll just die, you know, burn through them all and enjoy the story yeah. that way. 
So now I got, yeah. And I got a few of those going on. Like Berserker is one of them. The final issue of Berserker comes out next month, I think. And I also just read that Keanu signed a, like a movie or TV show deal uh, to reimagine it into that form of media. Yeah. So um, no one I think is surprised and then, about that. And then, yeah, I don't think anybody should be. And then the guys on comic book layers, one of them's kind of on the same, like he actually reassured me of like my decision to stop reading it and wait until it finishes. Cause I think I have to read, uh, I think issue 11 is the final one. And I think I have, uh, issue issue eight is where I'm going to be starting. So I've read one through seven. So the last four I will read sequentially. Um, but the guy on comic book layer is just like, man, I kind of like, wish I hadn't read this far because like, it's hard to remember everything that's happened. Yeah. Um, that would make be- sense. If, especially if like 10 issues, trying to remember everything to like have a satisfying ending can be very difficult. I would imagine. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of glad that I chose to push pause on this and just wait for the rest of them to come out. You know, I would have saved some money. Yes. If I had just not got any of the issues at all and just waited for the trade paperback. But I mean, who wants to do that? Who, who wants, wants to save wait money? for the trade paperback? Wow, not in this economy money. yeah yeah but uh um, spend all your money do it <laughs> that's right yeah yeah man so i think that I, I covered most of them i'm i'm really excited about my pools that i got this week there's you know yeah. above snakes the silver coin uh those are comics that i really love so we got I'm some good reading to, uh, ahead of us this week my goodness man and uh yeah i i couldn't be happier i'm i'm looking forward to it Cool. Well, let's uh, let's land this bird. Let's say uh, let's say thank you to Andy and Anthony and Moon Knight K for joining us and chatting with us. Yep. Um, and uh, Tim, where can people find us? Uh, you can find us at Poolbox Pals on. We are on Twitter. We are on what's that other one called? TikTok. Uh, Instagram is where we're most active. Uh, if you want to follow that. We, as individuals, you can find Mark over at Mad underscore Nerdy and me at That Monk Guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we usually try to post a couple reviews a week and, uh, yeah, just other stuff. Um, I'm trying to be more interactive on my Instagram story of just, like, sharing cool art that I see or, like, just random yeah. fun, like, uh, comic book or, like, video game memes. So, And I've yeah, sadly been a bit inactive last yeah, couple weeks but i've been a busy guy so, yeah we both um, have been but uh hey that's that's comics baby that's comics baby <laughs> but uh yeah thank you guys so much for for coming along make sure that you give us a a like and subscribe wherever you can like and subscribe uh tell your friends about this we'd love to to build a community and also like thank you to everybody who uh commented and and had a question for us we got a new friend uh we're always looking to make new friends. We're in the process of getting a Discord set up, mostly just trying to figure out how the hell that thing works. Um, but yeah. I do have a Discord. I'm at that monk guy, but then you also have to add numbers at the end because so then people can have the same screen name. So it's a whole thing. If you want to add me on Discord, just send me a message on Instagram and I'll send it to you or something like that. We'll figure it out. Um, Got it. Yeah. But uh, thank you guys so much for for hanging out with us. It's it's mucho appreciated. And as we say here at the end of uh, every episode of Poolbox Pals, that's comics, baby. <laughs> See you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>